Hey everyone, you are listening to The Ben Keats Show, where every day the objective is simple. Ben will never stop fighting the fight and lighting the light on topics that affect you every day. Well, welcome back, everybody. My name is Ben Keach, and it's been an exciting month as this is episode four and the first one that we're really putting out on YouTube as well. So exciting things. I honestly am so super humbled with just some of the interactions that I've had this month with people. Some people I haven't spoken with in a while and not only very kind words, but some great suggestions on kind of, you know, what I'm doing, because this is all new to me. Really exciting stuff. And I'm glad to be here today. And, you know, the first three episodes really kind of geared around, I wanted to develop a way for people to get to know me a little bit. So I'm not really interested in guests right now. I'm kind of going through just, just kind of giving you guys some insights into kind of how I think and really my objectives for even why I'm doing this. Today, I'm getting into a new topic, super exciting and something that's very personal one way or another to all of us. And it's what's wrong with our kids. We love kids. We have kids. We are a kid. Whatever the case may be, it resonates one way or another with us. And today I'm going to do something a little bit different with the order. I'm actually going to start with my song. As you guys know, I do a song and a kind of a parenting tip each each week that the podcast is released. And the song is by a musician called Wilder Woods. It's his stage name. He's the lead singer for Need to Breathe. So maybe some of you have heard. And he has this song. It's it's such a wonderful song. And actually, even two years ago, when I when I kind of had the idea for doing a podcast, I wanted this song to be my kind of my play in music. But there's rules, and you can't do that. So nevertheless, I'm going to kind of read a line from this song and how it's going to kind of project us into our talk today. The name of the song is Man-Made Weather. I know we can be better. We got to find a way to be better. There's a cloud hanging over our kids and it's man-made weather. And the idea of a cloud connected to our kids, it doesn't sound great. Uh, as a matter of fact, as parents are like, oh, we don't, you know, we want to, we want to take it away. We want there to be, you know, blue skies and a sunny day, 365 days a year for our children. It's just not the reality. It's not how life is. It's not how things work. As a matter of fact, sometimes we, all parents, regardless of your, the quality level of your parenting, we're all going to kind of mess up our kids. We're going to say things we shouldn't. We're going to behave in ways that aren't the best. So the idea of this cloud, this man-made weather is that we bring it upon our families and ourselves sometimes. Now that sounds really bleak. I'm like, ah, is there a good ending to the story? There is. Just hang tight. We've got a little bit of time left to kind of delve into some of those things. And it's going to be okay. But again, perspective is the key. What's wrong with our kids? So if we go back a little bit of time, for those of you that have kids, think about the anticipation of having your first child. We really, really build this up. We have parties and showers and all the gender reveal excitement. Like it's, there's a lot of hubbub to having a kid. 
Is my kid going to look like me? Sound like what? You know, all the things that we wonder about, what are they going to be like? Or, and it's exciting, but there's a lot of anticipation with that. When we have our kids and we're raising our kids, the shift, there can be a shift in our thinking. How does our child represent us? Are they going to be a quick walker? Are they going to say more words than the other little rascal that's in the baby nursery? Are they going to run faster? Are they going to be smarter? And we take the gifts that our children possess and we put them up on Mount Rushmore. Not not necessarily in a bragging or in an appropriate way, but we're just happy and we're proud. And as our children keep getting older, and again, this isn't true for all kids in all situations, but as our children get older, what happens is their achievements, what they do well, can represent us in a way that we continue to put the pressure on for them to be a performance-based child. And if my kid is doing these things, that looks well on me as a parent. Unfortunately, and there's been a lot of different studies in regards to this, and again, this isn't all kids, the pressure to succeed and the stringent requirements sometimes we put on our our kids' schedules can be really daunting. What's wrong with our kids? One of the answers to that is we overschedule our kids. We have their weekends booked. We have their nights booked. They're doing this and they have to study this. And it's really important for us to allow our kids to be kids. There's a reason that 45-year-olds don't act like seven-year-olds. It'd be a little weird. But there's something beautiful and wonderful when a seven-year-old or a 15-year-old can still be a kid. I think parents of teenagers recognize this. We see as teenagers become teenagers, man, they're just not doing the things that they used to do. It was so cute and sweet. And we get these moments where even our rough and tough, you know, 16-year-old or you know, our, our 17 year old daughter still have those elements of being a kid. They still say, and even act like maybe things that they did when they're 10, 11 or 12. And as parents, we relish those things because it takes us back to these beautiful times. We just want to make sure that along the way of raising and bringing up these kids, that it's not just this business transaction where they're expected to throw a softball, a certain speed, hit something, hit a ball X this far play in this amount of, you know, just that we just don't run them ragged. Now I'm a, I am a big believer in kids having a say so over their schedules. If it's their passion, if they love the violin and they want to practice the violin three hours a day, and they even put a lot of pressure on themselves to do well, that's fine. But we, as parents have to bring perspective and more importantly, we as parents have to carve out family time. Let me give you a couple of examples. Here's kind of a, if you read my book on pet peeves, I think this is like number 82 of, I don't know, a hundred and pet peeve. Number 82 is I'm joking, by the way, pet peeve. Number 80, 82 is when kids play 
in tournaments, let's say for sports, soccer, basketball, baseball, whatever. Do you know how many games are on Sunday mornings? Do you know how many practices are on Wednesday nights, another night that some families like to go to church? Who's in control of your kids? The coach? The tournament director? I understand commitments. But the issue is we are allowing so many things to pull us away. If church is important to your family, hey, we're going to miss this. This is more important. If take it a different direction, you have a, you're having a family dinner and there's a practice. You know, we're going to actually eat dinner together tonight as a family. We're missing soccer practice tonight. Sally, you'll be just fine. Parents sometimes feel kind of like a, almost like they're, they're tied down to keeping everybody happy. And we made a commitment. We need to do these things. What's wrong with our kids? We need to make sure we're prioritizing things correctly and making stands. You're only going to have so much time. This isn't lasting forever. Just so you know, the 80th practice versus the second time in a month you've had dinner together as a family, try the dinner together, skip a game, go to church or whatever it is, a walk in the park, anything else. And when we say in our family and a kid may throw a fit because the kid doesn't want to miss and doesn't want to let the team down and all of these things. And by the way, it doesn't really matter that much. Like anybody out there who's already gone through sports with their children, all these things, none of it matters that much. It's fun. It's exciting. The kids love it. The parents love it. It's, it's not as big of a deal as simply saying in our family, these are our priorities in our family. This is what we'll do. And we're going to do it consistently. It'd be wonderful of the, the parents watching and listening to have those young children that haven't, the rat race hasn't started for you yet. Just wait. (laughs) There is a whole business out there in youth sports and whether it's acting, anything to take your kids time, people want to occupy your family time. And so you'll have much better success. If you establish these boundaries and guidelines early, early, here's what we're doing in our family and just be consistent with it. And you know, there's going to be tough decisions and and not everybody's going to like all of those decisions. Okay. Next. What's wrong with our kids? I don't know if this is just a, a COVID thing. If it's a, a phone thing, if it's a, you know, just like video games and whatnot, we have a lot of kids that are lonely kids that don't get a lot of adult interaction. I don't like to just necessarily blame video games, although I'm not a big fan or blame the cell phone, although it's obviously can be used too much. I'm, I'm going to come back and kind of take this like directly to the parents front door and say this, here's the deal. There are kids that don't, that maybe get one or two minutes of quality conversation with their mom or dad a day. That's on us. doesn't matter how many video games they're playing. doesn't matter what's going on. We as parents have to be intentional with pulling them into our world and us going into their world. We are in a sense, their most 
reliable, uh, the most reliable foundation that they have. You maybe need to turn off Netflix or you possibly could be working too much. Be intentional with your time with your kids, whether they have kids aren't going to always just give you all of the, Oh, mom and dad, I love you so much. Thanks for all of this attention. And no, a lot of times you can reach out to kids and you may get a grunt. You may get a stammer. It's not always what it is, but you have to be consistent knowing that we have kids who are isolated, who are on an electronic device. COVID, oh my goodness, was horrible in this way as kids didn't even have school to go to. And, and so we want to be intentional in terms of solving that problem of just interacting more with our kids. Here, here's kind of a, another example when it comes to just what can be wrong a little bit with kids. This is just an example I've seen throughout the years. So we want, you know, junior to be able to hit a baseball really far, right? So what do parents do that if they can afford it, they're going to go spend, hire this coach for a 30 minute hitting lesson. They're going to pay him X amount of dollars because I need junior to be the best hitter that junior can be. Okay. That's fine. Nothing necessarily wrong with that. The question I have though, is you understand that you are now, you are now missing out on what would be an old school thing parents could do. Dad would take mom, whatever would take a bucket of baseballs to a park and just throw them and let them hit it. Maybe advice, get that elbow up son or, or whatever. But what is that? What's going on? Maybe they're not the most technical hitter, but there's time being spent together. That's the key thing. So kids lose out on time because we're going to pay all of these people to make our kids like it's like the Drago effect of Rocky four, right? It's this, this, this specimen of a, of an athlete. But again, I come back to what's important. If you're in a farm out the training of your child, which I'm not opposed to, please don't miss out on the, <laughs> the experiences of just a parent and a child shooting baskets together. Even if they suck, even if their form's bad, it doesn't matter. Don't turn casual interactions with your kids into like lecture mode. You need to be doing this. You're not trying hard as this. Just chill out and talk about life. Think about when you put, here's an example. Think about when you put your kids to bed. For some reason, kids all of a sudden love to talk a lot when it's bedtime. They want to stay up longer. And I'll tell you what, putting your kids to, to bed is some of the best time to really get some super interesting conversations out of them. You should try it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's really a, it's, it's one of my favorite kind of memories with my own kids is just getting to put them to bed. Think about though, when you first see them after school, how's your day? Fine. What do you do? Nothing. Let's change those questions around. Who do you sit by at lunch today? Well, Bobby and Susie, what do you guys talk about? What do you do at recess today? Get, get your questions. Just keep going with it and don't settle for your kids saying, fine, how's it fine? And then moving on. You can, now they may talk more at bedtime, but just the way that we interact with kids, it's, it's all of what I'm really trying to get across in this episode is how we connect, how we ultimately inspire and develop the best possible relationship that we can 
with our kids. Whether they can spell the best, whether they're the best athlete, it's not really as big of a deal as we may think. What's the best representation of you as a as a parent is maybe what your kid says about you when you're not around. And sometimes they say good things and sometimes they say bad things. But just being consistent in the relationship side of it can can make big dividends. And as a as a, an adult who has wonderful memories and experiences with my parents, some of my best memories I have most definitely are shooting baskets with my dad, playing catch, talking about this. I mean, those are those are priceless to me. And that's that's my that's my thoughts for you guys today. My that might have sounded like it was kind of one big parenting advice episode today, but I do have a very specific piece of advice for you all. And it's this. You've heard the phrase, date your kids. Of course, when I say that, you know, your kids going to date. No, date your kids. Whether you have one kid or five kids, each parent needs one-on-one time, even if it's once a month with each kid, even if it's a walk, if it's intentional, the kid will feel special. Hey, just you, not all the rest of the siblings. I... Sometimes kids, you'd be surprised at the level of conversation you can have when you allow just for that special time, whether it's mom and child, dad and child, whatever. It's a wonderful thing, but you have to be intentional and you have to set it up and you have to, you have to ask them, let, let them say, Hey, it's okay. I want to don't take no for an answer, but let them kind of maybe guide what that even looks like, whether it's a simple breakfast or a walk or Maybe a, maybe a getaway for a weekend, but date your kids. It's super important. Well, that is all the time I have for today. I hope you guys liked it. Please, uh, you know, you're welcome to follow on social media, interact that way. I've enjoyed the conversations I've had so far in this first month and super excited to see how all of this stuff just keeps going. So thank you. And let's, uh, What's wrong with our kids? Let's just make that lesson less. That's the goal. Have a nice day. Thank you so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. You can reach out on Ben's website, www.benkeatshow.com or on social media to chat. And please remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode.